Hey guys, hope you're doing well. Just a reminder that all of Kelly's homemaking content is now on her own channel. Yes. What's it called? <laughs> it's called Home with Kelly. We did that so that way there would be a girls only uh, YouTube page. So you can go and check that out. I'll link it below. It has all the Azure hauls, homemaking stuff, uh, building the home economy videos. So I hope you guys are enjoying that. Praise God. And then all of these videos get put onto our podcast, which is also Scott and Kelly. And today we have a great comment. Let's just jump into it. All right. So this was from our masculine, feminine, androgyny in the church video. Laura said, uh, I agree and relate with Kelly's testimony. It's hard because I know that evangelism and people getting saved is so important, obviously, but how can we do it as women? I think one of the ways is to teach the younger ladies. And another way, obviously, is to raise our children to go out and take dominion for the kingdom. Before my son was born, I used to go and pray outside of Planned Parenthood, and I would stand there to help any woman who were looking for another option. That is a dangerous task, and the Lord definitely protected me and my friends. We were threatened to be shot at one point. So... I totally get what you're saying, and I believe women's focus should be on their family and home, but I do believe women have a role to play in ministering in some way outside of their family as long as their family remains first priority. How can we as women go about doing it within our feminine role? I don't believe it was wasted labor by praying outside an abortion clinic, and those women needed a woman to be there for them to run to for another option. I would really love if you guys could do a video on women ministering within their feminine role. Yeah, so some really good things here. The main thing we're going to go on here is um, I believe women's focus should be on their family and home, but I do believe women have a role to play in ministering in some way outside of their family. The number one thing we can talk about is guilt. Yeah, that's one really interesting thing that when a woman becomes a wife and a mother, your roles and your priorities do shift. And with that comes guilt of, but I'm not doing what I used to do when I was a single girl out doing... And you're not getting the praise that you used to get. Yeah, or being able to share the stories and stuff because priorities do change. First comes serving your husband and raising your children in the way that they should go. So I think that's an unfortunate part of the evangelistic church is what we talk about all the time where being a wife and being a mother isn't valued as the greatest honor because if that were valued as the greatest honor then you wouldn't feel guilty about not being involved in programs and so this brings us to our number one point that we want to really major on is being in secret versus being on a platform so much of evangelical ministry is platform chasing you know, we grew up in this that the way to get promoted or the way to get seen or the way to get rewarded or honored in a church is to go and evangelize, to go and pray for people, to go on missions, to go get these crazy stories and bring them back. And then when you tell these stories, you get praise and you mm -hmm. get attention. And as a young single person, you are mm -hmm. seeking validation. So that's where you get this like high of people praising you and this excitement of, mm -hmm. wow, I had this really cool thing happen. And it's all sincere. We were mm -hmm. very sincere. We were wanting yeah. to serve the Lord, but could it have been done without telling yeah. anyone? So Matthew 6 talks about how these great religious people would go in the streets with trumpets and say, look at all these great things I've done. Look at how I've given to the poor. Look at the ministries I've done. Look at the programs I've done. And it says that they have their reward. Their reward is for people to say, wow, what a swell guy. What a religious guy. But it then says, 
if you really want a reward, go in secret and your father who sees you in secret will reward you openly. Something that women have to really wrestle with. Being a wife and a mother is going to be something that's in secret. And if you don't believe that God is rewarding you, you're then going to go and seek a reward through a platform in a ministry or through social media or through a job or a work of some sort outside of the home. This is a huge truth that, that you have to internalize of, does the Lord see me in secret? And all guilt and contentment flows from that place if, if you believe or not, if God sees you in secret. If you don't believe that God sees you in secret, then you are going to think that you're not doing enough and you need to go out and do more for the Lord. But if you do believe that God sees you in secret, then you will be content in the place that you are now that, you know what, God sees me serving my family. God sees me working where there is no glory, there's no honor, no one sees you. It's not glorified, but you're working as unto the Lord. Another point, is the ministry we're doing outside of our home preemptive or reactive? And that's not just for ladies to think, that's for, for men as well. That goes for Most all, ministries. all sorts of ministries. But are you reacting to the end result? Are you looking at the fruit rotting on the floor and trying to pick up the fruit and polish it and, and trying to save the rotting fruit on the floor? Or are you going back to the root of the tree and saying, we're going to cut this out or we're going to plant a new seed and have a new tree? You know, are you going back to the first principles? And so the example given here is abortion clinics. Praise God for the people who are the last intervening, the people who are you know, right at the end point intervening. You can try and save babies at the finish line for the rest of your life and praise God for those that are saved. However, you can go to the source of it and say, okay, why do ladies end up at this point? We lived in a little town where there was preemptive ministries. There was a pregnancy center. So that's an alternative. Instead of having ladies funneled off into this end, they were very proactive and had little cards on coffee shop bulletins. And if you're pregnant and need help, call us. Very alternative. They were caring in a different way, further down the line way. Now, even further than that, you know, we got involved with college kids. Yeah. Because we were, we had such a time as young adults where we were like, man, we wish we had known all these things. So we started going to college age kids and we very soon realized, okay, they are in many ways too far gone. They're too far down the conveyor belt of culture to solve many of the problems that we're trying to solve. Yeah, we found ourselves really trying to like, bring redemption to situations where it's like, man, this could have been prevented. Which, again, all of those things are important, but we were like, what if we could prevent college kids from going down this promiscuous path? So then we thought... High school. <laughs> yeah. So we joined a youth ministry. And so now we're trying to minister to high school kids. And then we're like, there's a lot of things here that are, we're just reacting to chaos. Yeah. And then we realized it's actually family. Yep. That is family the, is the preemptive root start of mm -hmm. where it is. Because we noticed with high schoolers that it was from a lack of parenting that these kids were not cared for, not being loved. It was actually just like... given to the culture. Yeah, you guys go have fun at this high school youth group just so we can get you off of our hands. That was our final thing of realizing, okay, this all starts with family. It yeah. all comes back to family. The reason we have all of these broken ministry, I hate to say broken, but it kind of is, is because families weren't first considered a priority. Yeah. 
And so this comes back to why being a wife and a mother is the ultimate mission. It's the ultimate sacrifice for the Lord. You know, if you want to be a martyr for the Lord, if you want to be a missionary for the Lord, you should deny yourself and go get married. You should deny yourself and go have as many children as the Lord will give you. That is true mission because you're raising children that you will train up in the way that they should go and they will not depart from it. The problem in our culture today, one of the main problems in our culture today, is women who are forsaking the role that the Lord has given them to do in order to go and do something that the Lord has not called them to do, which is go into the workplace, go into leadership and authority, go into mission and, and ministry at the expense of their own children and marriages. And a lot of those look like glorious things. Because there is a lot of glory from the world. Yeah. Meanwhile, to do those good works, a lot of times the families end up being neglected. So many ministries and welfare programs and good works, while they are very sincere and the people who are in it are sincere, if you look at the results, they exist to increase and protect themselves. What I mean by this is if you have a welfare program where people have a job to make sure that the poor have food, they're not going to teach the poor to come out of their poverty because then they'll be without a job. So if there's a hundred people at a, at a food ministry or at a whatever your thing is, clinic, you're not going to teach them to be healthy and teach them to be wealthy and teach them to be mature and discipled so that they don't need it anymore. Because then you're going to be without a job. You're going to be without a platform. You're going to be without a pat on the back for doing such good things for the Lord. And that's why a lot of ladies don't get honor for having a, a wonderful marriage or wonderful children is because you're preempting all of the problems. You're preempting all of the chaos. And so there's no honor in this culture for well-ordered, healthy, strong families. <laughs> I was just thinking like at big evangelical churches, you never see testimonies of check out this wholesome family. We're going to get have a testimony of these two parents who raised their children who got married young and had started having children. Mm -hmm. You never see those. Please come up and get the mic for five minutes and share the story of how you disciplined your children so well. And <laughs> so connected to being preemptive versus reactive is are you being caring versus contending? So going out to contend with evil men at midnight in a prostitution ministry or going to go and contend with evil doctors at their clinic or going to go and contend uh, with the school board people at the school board meeting or going to go and contend as a journalist against evil men in the media industry or going to whatever the contention is you get a lot of ladies whose heart is they want to do good for the lord and and it ends up being contentious you're you're becoming a contentious woman for the lord but it's not nurturing your femininity because no. you are put in a position where you have to contend to be in that place and that's where i think i saw a lot of myself as a single girl really going into the fierce independence because I thought I was doing a good work for the Lord. And it was out of a heart of justice. Like I want justice for like, I want justice for people and having mercy for people, but also realizing that is it, is this the best way to go about this is standing in front of a drunk man with a bottle chasing his wife. Like, no, that's probably a place for a man to step in. Another example is with prostitution ministry. There's always going to be exceptions to everything that we say in these videos, but for the average woman who is young, 
married or unmarried, with children, is it of her best interest to be out at midnight in very dangerous places? Contending with people, man. Yeah. And so that's a very caring way to do it is just say, how can I do this in a way that's not contentious with evil men? And that's not giving a pass to evil men or like, well, who's going to bring justice to the evil man? It's like, that's, that's men's job. That's a man's job. That's a magistrate's job. That's a patriarch or a pastoral job. It's not your job to confront and contend with evil men. It's your job to care. And so caring could look like having a house of refuge. Yeah. It could look like going into schools. You were greatly impacted by a lady who came into your school and spoke about virginity and sexual dynamics. Yeah. And I went to a public school. It was a lifestyle course. And this lady came in and spoke to us. And uh, I'm sure she left thinking that she impacted nobody, but it made a huge impact on me. So things like that, again, preemptive. There's a huge temptation for Christian women to lie for older Christian women to lie to younger Christian women and not tell them the truth because it's harsh and it's hurtful. Uh, but I think if a lot of Christian women set in their heart that I'm going to care for these young ladies and tell them the truth, that you can't just go and sleep around. You can't just go and become a man. That you're not going to just have a hallmark life if you go and follow your passions and do what the world is telling you to do. That is the, the command of going and teaching young ladies to love their husbands and love their children. It's going to take some harsh truths mm -hmm. to get them out of the cultural conveyor belt. And unfortunately, when we lie to young girls and be like, of course you can sleep around, the Lord has mercy, of course you can do drugs, of course you can go into student debt, of course you can go live on your own, of course you can go be a boss babe and... No consequences. No consequences because the Lord loves you. You know, it's true that the Lord loves you. It's true that there's repentance and forgiveness. But it's not true that you get to escape the temporal consequences, the physical consequences. You know, if you go and do drugs and blow your liver out, well, now you have to live the rest of your life with body problems. Now you have to live the rest of your life with money problems. Now you have and to live... And you're living for a miracle. Like, you need yeah, a you're... miracle. And praise God for miracles. We're all for miracles. But we're more for obeying the Lord because you love the Lord. If you love the Lord, you will obey His commandments. You will live uh, according to the ways that the Lord has set out. And so one of those ways that the Lord has set out is older women teach younger women to love your husband, love your children, look well to the ways of your household. And then the last point is choosing motherhood versus masculine mission. Your role as a f the feminine versus the role of the masculine. The role of the masculine is to go out and fight. It is to go out and build. It is to go out and confront and put up boundaries. It is to go and confront and contend with evil men. And that's dangerous. It's risky. Now, as a wife and a mother, you are not your own. You belong to your family. And so to go out and contend and possibly die or get hurt or even just taken away with your time and energy, you know, you're essentially dying to your children because you're you're off doing something else with your life, with your energy, with your time. Your children are now without a mother. Your husband is now without a helpmeet. And so you have to understand what is it that God has given you to do. And that's where, you know, you do get a lot of single ladies who, well, the Lord has called me to be a missionary. The Lord has called me to be single and to be a, a martyr with my life. And it's like, that's fine. Then don't be upset about not having a husband. Don't waste your energy having romantic thoughts and desires for men because you're probably not called to be single. If you have a longing to be married and if you have a desire to be married and have children, that is a desire given to you by the Lord. It is a very peculiar calling 
to not have any attraction to the opposite sex and to go and be a eunuch for the Lord, to go and be single for the Lord. And Amy Carmichael is a great example of that. And really, she was so... It's really neat to think about these things because she was so against a platform that when Elizabeth Elliot was trying to gather information about Amy Carmichael, she said how she couldn't find anything because... Amy Carmichael got rid of everything about herself because it, for her, it wasn't about her to begin with. She wasn't trying to build a platform. She did want to live a celibate life, completely sold out to God. So there are examples of that. She wasn't tempted by the opposite sex. She was a woman on a mission. Mm -hmm. And so we'll end with the story of the Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan, he had his own family. He was a patriarch. He had his own business. He had his own people, his own place, and he was traveling out, you know, let's say outside of his home, right? He was, he was traveling to another land, another people, and he came across this Jew who had been robbed and was bleeding out on the side of the road. And so out of mercy, out of compassion, he took mercy on this Jew and he helped him. He bound up his wounds. Now, he didn't take him back to Samaria, back to his house, and then start a mission for wounded Jews and poor Jews and then start importing all of these poor Jews into his hometown and trying to create a huge big ministry to wounded Jews. No, he took the wounded Jew to his own people. He took him to a Jewish inn and said, hey, here's one of your kinsmen. I will pay for him to be healed and rested up. I want you to look after him and I will come back and check and make sure that you have done what I've asked you to do. Uh, but I've got business to go and attend to. I've got my own affairs that I have to go and attend to. And so off he went and he, he went and did, carried on with his life. He wasn't guilt tripped into taking every single, you know, because this is often what people will guilt trip you into is, oh, there's poor people in Africa. There's people on the streets. There's drug abuse of people. There's trafficking. There's murder. There's gangs. There's homelessness. There's all of these crazy things in the world of chaos and sin. And it's your job as a Christian to fix all of it. Oh, you've got money. You need to give all of it. Oh, you've got a house. You need to invite everybody. There's this incredible guilt tripping of you have to go and fix everybody else's problems in the world. That is, that is not what the Lord is calling you to do. The Lord is calling you to do fractal authority. Fractal meaning the first layer, the second layer, third layer, fourth layer. The first layer, you need to get yourself squared away under God. As a Christian, be a missionary to your own family. Sort that out first. And that's the fractal way out. Now, should you come across someone who's in dire need of mercy? Of course, help them. Of course, help them. But you're not spending your whole life at the expense of your first fractals, trying to now go out and save the whole world. You can't. There's not enough time. There's not enough ministry. And then you end up neglecting the very things that God has given you time for. He has given you resources for. Which is unfortunate because a lot of the missionary books that we read... Every they, missionary book we've read. <laughs> they're, they go off... I'm thinking David Livingston... Mm -hmm. do, and Hudson Taylor. Hudson Taylor, yeah. They all abandoned their families to go do a mission somewhere else. David Livingston was far away from his family. Yeah, and I mean, David Livingston's son ended up dying in some war estranged. and In America, right? Yeah. But their heart is to reach people. Yeah, Meanwhile, and praise God, that was you know very encouraging. But they neglected the mm -hmm. first people that God literally gave them. Yeah. And so I think that kind of is our whole hope. is It's not to bash missions or to be against things. It's what we're for. And we're for 
your family. We're yeah. for raising your children in the way that they should go. If you want to solve a lot of the world's problems, it's going to start right within your own home. And we hope that this encourages you, that God mm -hmm. does see you in secret. And the work that you're doing right now is of eternal importance. Yeah. And yeah, you can, as women, we can be missionaries in our daily lives. If we believe that God hears our prayers, we don't have to be at a brothel to be praying for the ladies there. But take that intention into your home, into your prayer closet of your home, and pray from your home. That is just as powerful as being in that place yeah. if you believe that God hears your prayers. Right. And as we're out and about, how we treat people when we're grocery shopping, those are all reflections of our love for the Lord. So it's not just because you're not doing something that's storytelling worth. Yeah. You can still see God at work every day in your life if you're seeking him. Yeah. Praise God and God bless you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can support our channel by leaving a review on Apple Podcast, Or if you would like to purchase from our shop, our website is home with kelly k-e-l-l-i dot c-o we have organic rooibos that we bring in from scott's home country of south africa it is a delicious no caffeine tea loose leaf it is so good iced or warm and i also have some vintage home goods in the shop and i make some hand-bound journals which are also available we hope that everything that we share is an encouragement and a blessing to you and your family